0: Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at WhitRiverside. Hello, UK Vineyard friends. My name is Putty Putman. I am a friend uh, um, in the vineyard in the United States. And today, I wanted to take a few minutes and share with you a message of hope and encouragement in this really weird time. 2020 has proven itself to be a trying and difficult year, hasn't it? I mean, what haven't we had? We started the year with natural disasters, and there have been record highs of fires and floods and hurricanes. Uh, We have had uh, disease like none of us have experienced before with this whole COVID-19 pandemic. We've experienced uh, national tensions. We've experienced racial tensions. We've experienced economic tensions. And the whole situation just seems to go on and on and add layer by layer by layer, doesn't it? I mean, so far, this sounds like something straight out of the Old Testament, (laughs) and we're living it. Like, what a bizarre, what a crazy year. Well, I want to talk today about how to make sense of a year like this. I think it's so easy when everything around us feels so turbulent, feels so chaotic, How do we make sense of this and how can we find a way to get our eyes locked on God and what he's doing? Because it is especially in these times of turbulence that we need the Lord and his kingdom to be our north star, to be what we lock our eyes on. That is firm and fixed and stable. So how do we understand what it is that God is doing in this weird time? And I want to suggest that what we're experiencing in our world right now may not look like it, may not feel like it right now, but what we are experiencing is actually a creative process that, believe it or not, God is in the midst of. I want to read to you the very first verses in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1. And this was something that God kind of unpacked to me during this whole year of 2020 that I want to share with you. It says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, probably verses you've read before. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters." Here's what I find so interesting about this verse. You know, when, when we talk about God creating, um, I think sometimes we don't necessarily have the picture of what's happening here in Genesis 1 precisely accurate. It says here that God created the heavens and the earth, but the earth was without form and void. Now, that's, that's like Bible speak for like what? What is that supposed to mean? Without form, void? Well, I think a good example of this is to think of think of your teenager's bedroom, or maybe you are a teenager. Think of your bedroom, <laughs> or whatever it is. A teenager's bedroom is without form and void, okay? There probably is a place where everything belongs, but that's not how it is. We've got clothes on the bed. We've got textbooks uh, that are on the floor. You know, we've got things all over the place. This is what it means to be without form in void. In other words, it means chaotic. It means unstructured. And this is, this is the, the word that I want to share and unpack today, which is this. What, what Genesis 1-2 tells us is this. When you and I, maybe, when we're trying to be creative, I need a blank canvas to be creative. I need a, an empty white piece of paper or a blank whiteboard or or something like that to to, to kind of fill the space, but when God is creative he doesn 't start with a blank canvas. he starts with chaos Genesis one one is a story of God creating order and structure and life out of chaos, and what that means is in a time like two thousand and twenty which I mean, I tell you what, without form and void and chaos, these are words that feel apt to our circumstances. Do they not? When we look around and when we see circumstances like this, we don't have to look at them and go, oh no, oh no. Like how could God, how could God do something with all of this? Because that would be my response. It's too crowded. It's too busy. How, how do we do something here? But to God, All of this chaos is just a creative opportunity. It's just more for him to work with, so to speak. And what I want to suggest is that that's precisely what's happening here in 2020, is that God is bringing order (laughs) to the chaos in our world. Now, as we read our way through the rest of Genesis, there's something really interesting that, that stands out. Sorry, the rest of even just Genesis 1. There's something very interesting that stands out, and we won't go there for time, but you can, you can read the Scriptures afterward. I would encourage that. What we see is the first three days of creation are all about God separating so says God separates day from night. God separates the heaven from the earth and, from the, and the earth from the seas. It's about God dividing, God structuring, God creating categories. And indeed, this is often the way that God creates at first. Is he takes chaos and he breaks things down. He breaks things apart from one another. But then in days four, five, and six we don't see separation. We see filling. God fills the heavens with the sun, moon, and stars. God fills the sea with fish. He fills the air with birds. He fills the earth with plants and with animals, and indeed, eventually, human beings, us. God fills. And so, we see there's this kind of two-part process. God separates, and God fills. And there's something very fascinating that happens as we keep tracking our way through the Genesis narrative. When we come to chapter 2, we see that God creates Adam, and God invites Adam into the second half of that creative process. So God does days 1, 2, and 3, and everything connected to days 1, 2, and 3, basically by himself. Adam's not even around. I mean, it's, it, he's not a part of it. But then when God creates the animals and all of these things, he brings them to Adam and he involves Adam in that layer of the creation process. And so it's interesting, we have God separates the day from the night and it says he looked at them and he called the light day and he said it was good. So God separates and God calls. But when it comes to the animals and the life that God fills the earth with, God creates it, but Adam calls it. says, whatever living thing he brought to Adam, Adam called it something and that was its name. So God is creative when it comes to chaos. But that creativity looks like two things. It looks like the breaking down of things. And it looks like the building of the new things. And when God is in the business of breaking down, I think that's something that we can look at this and we should say, you know what? That's something that we have to sovereignly trust God to do. God knows what needs to break. God knows what needs to be taken apart, what needs to be dismantled that isn't going to work with the next but when it comes to the filling of life in the world when it comes to now we're building back up now we're we're taking the structure that's been established and we're filling it so that it can be a, a vessel for God and his kingdom and his presence to fill that's something he invites you and I humanity into we trust God breaks it down and you can kind of look around and see that can't you we can see things feel like they're breaking down in the world around us. Indeed, God is probably discarding some of the old. He's discarding some some old wineskins, as it were, because He does have something new, and He's going to invite us into the birthing of the new. And so this is what we see in, in Genesis 1, this creative process that's happening here, the way that God is bringing life and order out of chaos, out of brokenness. And we might think, okay, that's interesting. That's kind of a neat lesson. But, you know, that was an awful long time ago, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a that's great lesson once upon a time. Well, it turns out that this moment winds up being a really important moment, that gets threaded through a bunch of times in the scriptures. And uh, let's let's flip all the way over to the New Testament now and look at a key moment in the life of Jesus in Matthew 3. Matthew 3, Jesus is just beginning his ministry. And the first thing he does is he goes to his cousin, John the Baptist. And he says, hey, uh, cousin, will you baptize me? And um, John the Baptist goes, Oh, no, that's not right. You know, I need you to baptize me. And Jesus says, Just, just trust me, just do it. Okay, baptize me because I, I know what I'm doing. And so John says, Agrees. Okay. And here's the picture that we have picking up in, in Matthew 3, verse 16 says this And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. Now, one thing that perhaps we might miss about this scene is I believe the biblical writers are reaching back all the way to Genesis 1 and recreating some of that imagery so that we can understand that what's happening with Jesus is a kind of fulfillment of what we saw way back in Genesis 1. See, in Genesis 1, the world is described as in darkness, and it says, "...the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, and God said..." And, and this is the, the beginning of the creative life-giving process. But when Jesus walks on the earth, the earth may not be in physical uh, without form and physically void, but it is spiritually without form and void. It's spiritually submitted to darkness. And so what happens is Jesus gets in the waters and he gets baptized in the waters. And when he comes up, we have the Spirit of God coming to hover upon Jesus in the waters. And God said, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. We have the recreating of the scene of creation in Genesis 1. Only now it's happening with Jesus incarnated. Jesus is now the center point of the scene. And what we're supposed to understand is this. We're supposed to take away, ah, Jesus is beginning a new creation. And that new creation is going to fix the problems of spiritual chaos, in the same way that once upon a time, God created physical order out of physical chaos. That's what we're to take from this. And, and what we see then is it's Jesus' cooperation with the Holy Spirit that is the enacting of this new creation. It's why this new creation language is, is from here on out such a rich part of the of the New Testament. It's, it's literally, we're supposed to understand, Jesus is made making a new thing. It's like creation round two, as the Spirit of God comes upon the Son of God, and Jesus walks, releasing His kingdom, making all things new, as it were. I think that that's deeply important for us, Because what that means is this in our present moment and in our present context, things around us look turbulent, they look chaotic, they look frustrating, they look confusing. (laughs) But all of that is just a symptom, it's a symbol of the spiritual uh, chaos and the spiritual darkness that exists in the world. And Jesus is still in the business of creating all things being made new. And the Holy Spirit is still in the business of partnering with humanity to do that. You know, like, uh, you know, a number of years after this, we have the Spirit of God is poured out and now rests upon the church, not just the Son of God, as we see here. And that's, that's initiated in the day of Pentecost. And it continues moving forward. And what that means is this. In our present moment... Our world is chaotic. Our world is, seems broken. It seems messed up. <laughs> it sure is in some ways, isn't it? But we know that God is creative in this chaotic context. And there are some things that God is breaking down. Yes, and we have to trust Him. We have to have faith in Him and in His goodness in that process. But there are also things that God is building up. And he invites us to participate in that building up. He invites us to participate in that bringing of life and bringing of the new when the old is cast aside. How does that happen? Friends, it happens through the kingdom ministry that is empowered by the Holy Spirit as we come in the name of Jesus the Son. Literally, every time we reach out a hand to pray for the sick, maybe we don't lay hands on them in this season, but we still stretch the hand out and pray don't we when we stretch our hand out and we pray and we ask, Spirit of God would you come Spirit of God would you release healing would you would you break off um, the, the affliction of this demon would you break off the affliction of, of this poverty well Lord would you uh, would you release uh, healing Lord for this societal issue of of racism or or whatever it is, all the layers, when we stretch our hand out and pray, and we invite the Spirit of God to step into the brokenness of this world, we are participating in God's creativity, in the old being set aside, and something new being birthed. And there's two ways, I think, that we can process this season. We can say, oh man, this world is just so messed up. It's so broken. Uh, You know, it just We just give up. And if we we focus on the brokenness of the world, it's going to be easy to do that. I've done that. I get it. But the other way we can look at 2020 is we can say God is committed to doing something so new and so beautiful and so amazing. If the chaos is this big, how big is it going to be what God does? That's the way I'm choosing to look at this year. As you know what, the chaos around me is just an indicator of the size of what God is up to. Is it an easy year? Not always an easy year. But you know what, my hopes are probably higher than they've ever been. And I'm stepping in, I'm taking chances, I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit to release God's creativity, God's new, God's kingdom into the earth in our day. Let me just take a minute and and just pray. Uh, would you just right now, just kind of like wherever you are, you know, if you're standing, sitting, whatever, just just put your hands out. And I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, we thank you that your creative force, your creative power, is not at all hindered in our bizarre circumstances. And if anything, God, you see more opportunity for your kingdom to come in our current day. And God, I ask first that you would fix our hearts in the place, Lord, where we're not looking at our circumstances and and taking our cues from our circumstances, but our eyes are firmly fixed on you. And we go, wow, God, you are up to so much good in this. I cannot wait to partner. Lord, this is like, I just sense it's like spiritual weightlifting for keeping our attention, our eyes fixed on you. God, I ask for a grace deposit for that for each and every one of us. Keep our eyes fixed on you. And Spirit of God, I ask God that you would uh, begin to reveal your power to us and through us like, like almost we've never experienced before. God, the enemy is upping the stakes. We need you to up the stakes too. I know you're not cashing out. I know you're not giving up. You're not giving him ground. And so if the enemy is going to be on display more, Jesus, we want you to be on display more too. And that means, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would turn up on each and every one of us. Even right now, I just release uh, the presence of God to come upon you, gifts of power to come upon you, gifts of healing to come upon you, and prophecy and deliverance and breakthrough in every area the Lord is working to break through with his kingdom in our day. I bless that to you, and may you right now, today, be filled afresh with the Spirit of God and reinvigorated and recharged and full of faith for this kingdom ministry where God invites us to step in and to fill this world with his life in partnership with him. All of this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Wit Riverside.